This show is part of the Darkmore Podcast Network. To join our community Discord or see more content from our members, visit darkmorepodcasts.com. My name is Sarah, and I play Moreland a Lightglass, an elf in the Circle of the Land and presiding druid over New Isotalos. And this is Advantage. Last time on episode 2.22, the Unknown Associates split up for their short time in Delve Deep. Alaris ran an errand, acquiring a few scrolls of sending from a local Weaver's Guild office. The Weaver's rep, coincidentally, just returned home from a conference keynoted by Alaris's mother and recognized the Geldrim name. Alret chose to spend their day with Briston, soaking up the opportunity for romance before the two inevitably part ways on potentially fatal missions. Grimton worked on a project at his familial home. There, in the forge, he was able to cast a shield from obsidian, which perfectly sat in an embossing on the anvil. There's a click, and the anvil slid to reveal a small six-sided room lined with mirrors. Instead of reflecting back infinite Grimptons, the mirrors presented characters from Grimton's past and their thoughts on his character and integrity. This culminated in Gorbring's steady hand to Grimton's grandfather, wrapped with pride and love, presenting to Grimton a journal of manuscripts. Meanwhile, Morlinde was with the Red Capes, preparing for a meeting set up with Tormir Ambar, a wealthy businessman and local philanthrop. Their task was to create an effective pitch that convinced Ambar to bankroll the Red Capes' treasonous missions. And that's what we'll pick up. So we're going to cut to the entire group of you inside a massive, ornate antechamber. Uh, the four of you stand with Callie Orlick and the Ormains, Gramley and Tarani Steadyhand and their daughters. Kirk Fullport set up this meeting with Tormir Ambar, who he went to secondary school with uh, hundreds of years ago. And a butler has just escorted Kirk off to meet with Mr. Ambar one-on-one. Uh, what last-minute preparations are you doing before this pitch? Okay, Morlinde, what's the plan? Uh, let's make sure we're all on the same page. Which chapter? Page 69. Verse 420. Nice. I'm so upset. Anyway, Morlinde, what's the plan here? You're you're running this show. So we need to convince Tormir Ambar to let us use his printing presses to make anti-grace under... Um, messaging to get out discreetly we know that we're going to push on the issue that like uh they did burn some of the textbooks that he bought for schools around here so um they were like really limiting on uh his free speech and that kind of stuff so we really want to lean on that that they came in and decided what knowledge uh, can and cannot be shared um so the idea is really leaning on that like making as much information available as possible to as many people and not having things in hiding, but having information in the open for everybody. 
cool. Grimton, I'm going to go ahead and say that you know all the information that I had previously given Moreland Day mm-hmm. during that campaign. So, like, you you know that just innately just being a local, right? That Yeah, he doesn't get along with Grace under because he messed with his printing operation beforehand. Right. Okay. And about him being a philanthrop and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Grimton, Tormir, like the same age? That we would be pretty close in age. Do you, do you, did you like go to high school with them? No, Kirk and Tormir Ambar are um, both like half a century older than Grimton. Oh, gotcha. Grimton is old. <laughs> Kirk and Ambar are old, old. Wow. Like the oldest. <laughs> geriatric sons of guns yeah because we've talked a lot about grimton being in the twilight they're at midnight so like these these guys are so old they like low-key shouldn't even still be alive but just are kicking around anyway they like stopped taking their exactly. medication a while ago and like they're still here they're doing great yeah at that point it sounds like he has nothing to lose you know so why not well there is one issue that i'm not sure how to handle um because it's a money issue he makes money off of like piping, right? His company is like a pneumatic piping company. Um, And I'm pretty sure what they were telling me was that he profits directly from the creation of the Warforged. I think they're using his product in the creation of the Warforged. So I'm not really sure how how to get around that unless we can come up with some sort of expectation of like, but later we'll find some way to uh, continue your business with something else that involves pneumatic piping, uh, which I'm not, I'm not, uh, that's not where my expertise lies. I don't know how to make money people happy because I don't really know how to money. Well, hopefully, I'm just taking a guess here, but hopefully he has enough money that he's not worried about making more money. People in his position of power sometimes are more concerned with their legacy and that's definitely an angle we can work. Oh, yeah. no, I'd... He doesn't necessarily have to know that the four forged aren't going to be... That's true. We don't have to tell him. That's we don't true. have to tell him that. That doesn't have to be our opening line. Like, hey, we're going to stop doing the Warforged stuff. We could employ stuff. the lie to his face mechanic, too. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. Let's not forget. Um, I want you to describe, uh, the four of you, what this uh like waiting room antechamber sort of situation looks like uh and it's all of its outlandishly beautiful ornate wealth is so we're like in in his like foyer in his front room or like a waiting room yeah i'd like to imagine that there's a lot of you know really ornate furniture but most of it is aimed at like dwarvish people height so there's like one chair that's like tall enough for uh, a taller person and like Alaris and Morlinde are kind of like fighting over it per se but like that's the only chair for them <laughs> um I am imagining a lot of the like deeper reds in like the carpet and the upholstery of the furniture and there right. is at least one chase lounge that Ulrich is lounging upon <laughs> it's so aesthetic it's all velvet Velvet curtains, velvet upholstery. The embroidery for the curtains and, like, the rugs, the lampshades. If you look closely enough, there seems to be, like, a finely ground bit of amethyst worked into the seaming. Ooh. It doesn't need to be there. But when the light hits it, it shines, and you can tell that care was put into it. Craftsmanship. Does anything like this 
anything in this space need to be there? No. Oh, no. No, no <laughs> definitely not. It's definitely ornate. There are things that are, like, clearly men occupy and or entertain people, but, like, that their function and, like, means by which they accomplish this is not readily apparent. So, so like, office toys, like, desk toys, but, like, you're not exactly sure how to use it. There's, a like, like a nice bookshelf, but books that, obviously, the person who owns this place has never even, like, thought about cracking the cover of. They are there for show, but not for perusal. There's definitely a, like, pretty lavish spread for people waiting in the in the room like almost definitely compulsively kept to like uh, Grimton grabbed a piece of fruit on his way in and without skipping a beat one of the servants was there to like replace it Grimton are you and uh, the rest of the red capes wearing your red capes I don't know how outspokenly anti Sunder. I remember Toromir being. Can they be like inside out so they're just capes? Are they reversible? <laughs> What's on the other side? <laughs> Absolutely reversible. And then for sure. like what? when you know it's safe, can you just like reverse it? So it's definitely a uh, red and black sort of reversibility. You know, red for the blood of angry men and black the night that ends at last. Or the Dark of Ages Past? Oh, It's foreshadowing. <laughs> empty chairs at empty tables. Everyone dies. <laughs> Sue us, Victor Hugo. Yeah. You hear a door click, and a stout butler opens uh, the door wide, revealing a cozy, wood-paneled office. M- Mr. Emma will see you now. Thank you, Igor. And, uh, <laughs> walk this way. You, you walk in, and Mr. Ambar is not behind a desk, but is instead sitting on one of the couches beside Kirk, who is laying on another shade lounge, I think. Um, between them is a brown glass decanter of whiskey. Uh, Ambar wears a sharp blue suit. He's got a salt-and-pepper beard that's forked at the chin. Uh, he stands, gives a short bow to the whole audience and asks Kirk here has told me to expect an unusual opportunity to invest in our beloved community uh, as you know Ambar Pressurized Plumbing Foundation has its fingers in mini pies uh, so what makes your cause worth investing in? <sighs> okay um, we'll just get straight to it shall we? We really believe that everyone should have access to all the information about what's going on around them. Uh, We know that there have been certain parties uh, in the state who have not been forthcoming with all the information, and uh, there are a lot of people living in the city who do not know exactly what's going on in terms of governance, in terms of the economy, in terms of even just what's going on around them and the why of it. It would be a really great way to promote that freedom of thought and freedom of information and ideas if we were to share some of that information that's not necessarily in the open yet with the people of Herd Earth. 
that is exactly where we're going to today, and that's why we're asking you for this support. Support for what exactly? You, you named your goals, but have not named any action that we can do for you. Yeah. D- also, hold on. Also, would you give me a persuasion check, please? Uh, yes. <laughs> In the cake. <laughs> we should have prepared a PowerPoint show. <laughs> Wait, what? I should have made Wait, a PowerPoint. Uh, we should have pressed the digitator there. Yeah, that would... Alaris, change the slide. Sorry, I still haven't unpacked my real dice. I have to do a random number. Oh, man, the struggle is real. Sarah, are you not able to roll with your Dark Silver Forge They are somewhere in this duplex. You're not able to roll with your rainbow dice that are five and a half times heavier than your standard plastic die? You're not able to roll with your cast zinc alloy dice set? Yep, I just use the Google random number generator instead. That's the actual worst, though, because I can't imagine not rolling with my Cthulhu Gold Dark Silver Forge dice set. Actually, I can. I have to do it sometimes when I can't find them, and it sucks. Sarah, I have great news. You could purchase a set of Dark Silver Forge dice at darksilversforge.com, and by using the code ADVANTAGEDND, no spaces, all caps, you can get 10% off your purchase. And then you can leave those other ones in the box, like whatever box they may be in, and not even worry about it ever again. That's true. I really did like the rose gold ones. I want the dark alpha set so bad. That's the one that Zach has. Yep, the dark alpha set is great. Right, anyway, so I rolled a a 13. Yes. So it sounds like you need more details, yeah? I... Oh, I need so many more details, young lady. Okay, um... Perhaps some of your companions would be able to enlighten where you failed? Sure. Oh, no. <laughs> Morlinde laughs in character <laughs> awkwardly. Uh, <laughs> and jumps well, on her wine in character. Well, sir, um, where you come in is in the use of your printing presses. Oh. From what we hear, you were trying to use them to provide books and stuff for the youths of her dearth. And that didn't go over very well. And we're just wanting to put those to use again for the betterment of the people. Um, and use them to print off our some pamphlets and flyers to educate the masses. Mm, educate the masses to what end? <laughs> Grimton? <laughs> I, like I love this kind of popcorn style thing. Also... <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Ambar. Bless you. I'm sorry. Bless Excuse you. me. Um, I just I have a small allergy and something in here I think I think is is stringing. But I, I will do what I can to stop. Actually, uh, Auric, if you could give me a perception check <laughs> with advantage. I, think. I love when BSing things becomes canon. <laughs> the first one was a three. The second uh-huh. one was a seventeen. You recognize a uh, extremely hauntingly familiar scent in the air that tickled your nose. It's the scent of the Malnothri pipeweed. Like, as in I can, like he has recently smoked it or it is unsmoked and I'm just familiar enough with the scent to catch it like as a whiff. I'm going to say recently smoked it. It is lingering in the air. I'm not going to use that information just yet, but... I want, I, yeah, I have that Sure, you know it. Mr. Ambar, I think what it boils down to is whether or not you prefer being on the correct side of history. 
once it's all said and done. Can you say more? I know you've had runnings with Grey Sunder in the past. Am I correct? Yes. I think what he's doing in her dearth, in a broad sense, is incorrect. And I think the time for his reign is going to be over soon. And when that day comes, are you going to be another old name fallen to the wayside? Or are you going to be a champion for the new Herdearth? Can you say more about that? What do you mean? What, what is this new day that's going to come? Me and my unknown associates are... <laughs> yes! Me and my unknown associates are planning to dethrone Grace Under. That is the black and white of it. There is only so much we can do without access to certain resources. And we think that you have that capacity and might be sympathetic to our cause. Grimton, go ahead and give me a persuasion roll, please. What is my persuasion? I don't think it's good. I would like for it to be good. Because Ulrich jumped in there, Ulrich, go ahead and give me a persuasion check two, and if you, over a 10, I'll give Grimton a plus two. I rolled 18. Nice. My base roll, where is it, was a 14, so it'd be a 15 after modifier. Plus two from... Uh, So 17 total. This is quite a bold plan. Is what you were planning on using our presses for directly related to the dethroning of our king and potential regicide? No. No. But a good revolution goes nowhere without winning hearts and minds. And the best way to do that is through information. We would use it to print pamphlets to inform the masses about the red capes and their cause. The red capes who have been labeled a terrorist organization by our king. Yes. And are you for all members of this organization? I'm not sure I know anyone that's for all members of any organization, but I think if I, like, far be it for me to speak for Grimton, but I I think we believe in their cause, even if... F-O-U-R. Okay, I heard that uh, as like, are you for like four? <laughs> oh, I was, I was with, okay. I was with Steven. I no, like, no, that sounded like he was that asking was like, are you? Do you support <laughs> every member of the Red Capes? Like he had like one member he was yeah, gonna like, ask. There's a specific member. Yes. He wow. Ask. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly um, what I thought. I'm gonna retcon that. And, no, let's do that. Let's say, <laughs> let's say I misunderstood in character. Like that, I... Oh, I was absolutely planning so, on keeping it in character, oh, yes. <laughs> so you you were asking if we... And then I lower my voice, even though there's no one around. You were asking if we are red capes. Precisely. Um, no. Personally, at least. Uh... You, you might can tell I'm not, I'm not exactly from around here, and uh, neither are some of my companions. He looks at Morlande and Alaris. We're working with the Red Capes, but admittedly have our own goals and ends. Is that to say that the Red Capes have an international support? Yes. Yes. Because the uh, actions of the current government of her dearth are having shockwaves outside of her dearth 
uh, that are negatively affecting some other communities. I come from one of those and I could see ways that herders outreach specifically through the Warforge could really cause issues outside of her dirt. So that's kind of why we're here looking to stop that. At that point, Grimton definitely makes a big show of flipping his cape over to the red side. That's badass. I would add, sir, that, that it, it I think it's less that the red capes specifically have international support, more that Graysunder has international condemnation, and the red capes seem to have their heads on straight. Also, while I have the floor, I might add that your taste in pipe weed is impeccable, sir. I recognize the leaf uh, that you, uh, I assume, at least smoked fairly recently. I'm I'm from the area that that's uh, gathered. Hmm. It cost me quite a bit of money to get it here. I have some, if I remember correctly, and I have had some. You do? I'd yes. like to pull out my Ooh. stash of it and give him your little tin? just a little bit. Your, your, Ooh, sweet, yeah, your next pipe, sir, is on me. <laughs> and I just like. Thank you. Thank you. This will be very fine. You're going to have uh, advantage on any persuasion roll coming up next. Heck yeah. All of this does sound very, very fine and good, but the Ambar Pressurized Plumbing Foundations, our budget is well used. Do do you expect us to be your bankroll without us taking money from other programs? Where do you expect we find this capital? And at this point, um, I think you you see him reaching under the bar and like pulling out a straight up gold goblet um, <laughs> and reaching over to the decanter and pouring some more booze for himself. We certainly wouldn't want to see any programs cut. I feel like that would be counterintuitive to what we're trying to do, particularly in this hopefully new age of information. Honestly, don't have a good recommendation for you. I don't know your business model terribly well, but I know that we can't do it alone. And... I think that this cause is a valuable one. So here's what we could do. In a great show of philanthropy, the Ambar Pressurized Plumbing could donate their unused printing presses to a new entity, which will then go into business, perhaps printing propaganda for the throne during the day. And at night, whilst they are unregulated, they could print for the red capes. And so you're greasing your palm with the very throne's money, which you will be usurping soon. Whatever profits are gained there could be put into printing our propaganda and not the king's. So the only thing you're losing is printing presses that you're not using anymore. And I'm also sure that in a more free market, less strictly regulated economy that there will be more opportunities for profits in the future if all of this also, goes as planned. even if all of this does not go as planned, by appearing to work for the throne during the day, um, you uh, save yourself from any uh, backlash. You can, honestly, without too much effort, throw everyone else under the bu- uh, I almost said under the bus, but there's not really a bus. 
Yeah, uh, throw everyone to it's the... It's almost like yes. hedging your bets. Under the cart. Under the cart. Oh, no. Under the barge. If you will. Um, <laughs> as it were. Solid insurance, effective business model, and the potential to see things about your government that you don't like change for the better. Persuasion checks, and if you roll over a 10, uh, we're going to add a plus one to Ulrich's score. Roll that shit. I rolled a 12, which is not great. <sighs> 13. 12. 18. So my 12 just became a 15. It seems... Yeah, I I like where you're going here. But we do need to work on the logistics and specifics of the business model. But I have people for that. I was going to say, with someone of your expertise and influence, I, I feel like I couldn't think of a better person or group of people to work out those kinds of logistical problems. Roll smooth. <laughs> Just kidding. Don't roll smooth. <laughs> roll smooth. Guys, roll for smooth. I need you to see this. Death on that twenty. Smooth. That twenty for smooth. That was a stunner's moment if I've ever seen one. I think Tori Ambar is very interested in Ulrich's proposals, especially when sweetened with, um, number one, the smooth roll, obviously, and number two, <laughs> the uh, the pipe weed that was generally gen- generously generously offered, and said, "I will have my people talk to your people, Gra- Grace Hunter's people. I I'm not entirely. I don't need to think about it anymore. I've." Just bankrolling. I don't need to know the logistics. It's okay. To some but degree, you have my plausible commitment. deniability is a good thing. Requires trust, for sure, but... I honestly believe that your trust is founded in me and these. I say indicating... Me and that these. That's the new party name, me and these. Well, <laughs> thank you very much, young lady. I appreciate you. Is that all? Is that all that... Ambar pressurized plumbing can do for you, you unknown associates of the Red Capes, and I think that's an excellent place to start. I think that, and I think that's, yeah, that's good. Your support is, uh, it's it's gonna make a really big change. And your hospitality has been appreciated. Alright, says with a small bow. Thank you very much, sir. Hope you have a great rest of your day. Hey friends, it's Joe. So glad you're here with us for episode 2.23. This scene was interesting for me. The character of Tormir Ambar was created only two episodes ago when the players were lamenting that they needed someone to bankroll their projects. And then Yessi, in character, named an NPC that had previously not existed in lore. Grimton described Tormir as a wealthy business person who made money off of pneumatics and valves. Um, And I tried to yes and that as Kirk Fullport saying that the two went to high school together and that solidified Toromir as canon. That meant that in the breaks between the sessions, uh, my task was to flesh out that character of Tori Ambar. How did he make his money? What was his relationship to funding general projects? Uh, what's his beef with King Grace under and why might he be predisposed to help the Red Capes? You can see all that lore exposed in Melinda's vignette scene in the previous episode. 
So now, because of some improvisational world building, the Red Capes have a huge ally on their side, one who can enable large-scale projects that would previously be unattainable. The lesson there is to listen to your players and allow them to contribute to the world. I would love to talk more about dungeon mastering methods like that, and there is a place for it in the Darkmoor Podcast Network's Discord channel. There's a link down in the show notes. There you'll be able to find other DPN shows like Playing Out of Character and The Misadventures. We're a wonderful community of friends and we want you to be involved. Thank you to each and every one of our patrons who help make the show a possibility by covering all of our hosting costs. Uh, we invite donors to at certain tiers to come join us uh, for live recordings. Later in the goose, you'll hear us talking with Jonah Chapley, who got to sit in on that recording. Um, he's good people. We love having him around, and it was so much fun to see some of the masterful work that he does on the daily. All patrons at any level are a huge help to us. We're an itty-bitty, tiny, tiny show. So each and every dollar that you donate is a substantial percentage to our budget. If you can afford to give, we would love your financial aid. There's a link down in the show notes for that too. If you can't give in that way, we encourage you to find a podcasting app that allows you to leave reviews. Uh, Five-star ratings make this show more findable and help grow our audience. Our depth of storytelling here is rewarding, and we want to share that richness with other people. All right, let's get back to the episode. Thank you. After the meeting, the whole group of you have gathered again at your safe house for uh, some final goodbyes. Tarani swings wide the door and our heroes enter Kirk Fullport's back room. You all go stand by your adventurer's packs. Uh, The Red Capes uh, are currently divided into three teams. Who can remind the audience how this group is split and who stands in which group? Uh, We all go in the, the, the twags. The twags. Yeah, hash twags. Halvador. No, Hawarum. Hawarum. To get to get the uh, princess who does not know she's a princess, and then everybody else. To the club getting everybody's tips. sons like Aurel. Aurel is staying uh, here to help with the propaganda yeah. war. With who? Who else is in that propaganda team? The person whose house we were staying at and their kids. Kirk. Yep, Kirk Fullport yeah. and Tarani Fullport, who is uh, Grimton's sister-in-law. <laughs> And Grim t- is Grim- Grimton's brother. No, Grimton's brother is going with the to... brothers Ormain to go wreck shop at the Warforged shop, uh, per se. Which is Maldo Keep. Maldo yeah. Keep. Mostly yes. going to save Echo. What's her face going to? Callie Orlick. Yes, Callie is uh, also with the Ormains and Gramley. Um, I think Herrick swings his pack onto his shoulders uh all right no more waiting it's time for action uh Auric, you feel a pang as you make eye contact with briston who gives a resolved sorrowful nod um tarani gives gramley a long terrified hug and a kiss and the girls hug their legs but don't seem to grasp the severity of what's going on uh kirk leans as his cane and speaks all right I gotta go talk to a man about painting a portrait, so uh, I'll be off. He uh, begins hobbling out the door. Do you have any other parting words? 
to uh, the other I capes. am going to attack hug Briston, like leap into the air and fully expect to be caught. Time to roll a dexterity check. That was a natural 18. So his big, strong, masculine arms catch me. Your delicate. My, my delicate frame, yes, as I float through the air um, <laughs> in an ethereal way. And I just hug him close, and then I say, you better come back, damn it. And then kiss him a couple of times. Like, on the side of, like, the head. Like, yes. like, like in a very insistent way, not like, a, but like, a, not like, a couple, like, peck, like, almost like I'm pecking the side of his head, just like, like, to kind of be deliberately annoying. It's an attack, yes. It's like aggressive uh, <laughs> affection, very, very insistent, and then, and then, a, like an actual kiss, like a good. Kiss. I think I approach Callie and I extend my hand, shake hers, and say, when they write about New Herd Earth and the revolution, this will be the first chapter. Failure is not an option, Orlick. Failure is not an option. Steady hand. Herrick joins in and says, remember what you told me earlier? <laughs> Don't give him enough to send back in a box. Right? That's right. Can you give us a prayer? Bimpton bows his head. Moradin, Dwarf Father, Bahamut, Platinum Dragon, Harbinger of Justice. Please guide our feet that we find our destinations with ease. May our actions face no resistance, and may any evil be smited in your names. Arum. Arum. Ulrich adds a really quiet ia. In order to market our show, we need to get naked. I have been pushing the nude calendar idea since the beginning. <laughs> I'm just saying. Have you I'm pressed right. record? Yeah, oh yeah, you sorry. No. Record. I'm, yeah, I, I, I'm recording now okay. and it's working. Like, but like seriously though, like I, that was my first marketing idea, is the nude calendar. All right. Let's clap sync. Let's clap oh my sync. God. I want to play TNT. <laughs> Everybody put your bowls of soup down. They're down. First of all, it's ramen. They're down. <laughs> all right, I'm ready, though. One, two, three, clap. Yeah, so you want to do that one more time? <laughs> yeah, sure. Did he have his bowl of soup? <laughs> you look startled. <laughs> one, two, three, clap. Do, do other shows, because, like, we're all musicians and, like, clapping... 
in tempo is like a thing for us. Not to say that other people can't do it, but like, do other people do that to sync? Or are we just weird? I think Sully said he just figures it out. Yeah, Sully just kind of wings it, which is absurd to me. I don't hate my life. Uh, that I don't much. know what Missad does. Um, playing out of character, I know clap syncs. And I'm pretty sure they clap sync because of us. Because we're handsome. You're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome, Gavin. Speaking of playing out of character, you're going to see some Ormond Audio music uh, on... See some. It's an audio podcast. You're going to see the music. <laughs> if the music's so good, you're going to see it. There might be other substances involved. The music is so good, you're going to taste it. Uh, you're going to become a synesthete. It's going to happen. It affects all five senses. I learned a new word. What was that? Synesthete. Synesthete. It is the noun form of first of a person who is synesthetic, which is the mixing ah, of their senses. I love it. I like it Aaron too because it has a, a similar synesthete. suffix to athlete, and like, I I don't know something about like it. Synesthetic. Yeah, like athletic. being a synesthete, like you're an athlete, like it's an Olympic event or something like that. Strikes me as interesting. <laughs> Did you did you guys know that you can be gruntled? Yes, I Google that a while to being, back. Actually. As opposed to being disgruntled, you're just disgruntled. Yeah, yeah, disgruntled, which means you're just happy. You know. <laughs> Omg, it's a thing. I don't know if I love it or if I hate it. Gruntled. I'd always Please seen that. Satisfied and contented. I'd always seen that now, as like you, a dad can joke. Can you verb it? I wouldn't guess. Can you verb it and make it? To gruntle? No, it's an somebody? adjective. I yeah. am gruntled. I want to make it a verb. All right. Well, Use it you can sentence. go gruntle over there. I, I am a gruntle. The noun. <laughs> I am a gruntle. It's a new D and D race. The gruntle. It's just these like happy little <laughs> people. Extremely yes. happy people that are just like the really little, content um, with their lives. Like the elves and um, disenchanted. Oh yeah, like the elves and disenchanted. Yeah, they're a very gruntled race. Yeah, so instead of calling them elves, because they're nothing like D&D elves, they're gruntles. <laughs> What's the... Oh, what are the... Nobody else plays League of Legends, but the name nope. for the little... Like, oh, little... Um, you're talking about the... the um, poor, uh, the poor And Joe's elves? like, can we please play some D&D? League of Legends. No, this matters. Don't make League of Legends to us. Look, it's not my fault that you guys have no sense of culture. Yordles are, dude, they're cute though. They're like, here, let me show you. Poppy, pop. No. No. Stop it. We all know how I feel about League of Legends. We do. Haven't do you we? heard my spiel? No. I don't think so. I don't think so. I'll do okay, it later. See? Let's play D&D right now. All right, but I'm putting Poppy, the Yordle, in the group chat. Don't put it in the group chat. Put it in uh, Advantage Patreon Secrets. <laughs> <laughs> Bit. This is exclusive content. <laughs> Someone is going to be unwarrantedly excited that we're going to work a yodel <laughs> into the story. Well, this happens, I'm going to grab my wine. Ugh. Um, before we move on to Grimton, uh, Jonah, I definitely want to see what you're working oh, on right now. Oh, dude. Jonah just hopped into the Skype chat. Wow. Okay, that's okay, cool. Okay. Oh. What you got? So Jonah is studying uh, architecture stuff at Florida State, question mark? University of Florida. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So what you got there? Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. What is this prototype model for? 
That is, yeah, that's awesome. That is so cool. You you could have told me what a guy. anything. Oh my and God. I been like, that's uh-huh. so neat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it looks awesome. Jonah, we're so proud of you. And yeah, I, I like that we're just like casually joining your yeah. Like pause recording. Well, no, and I'm look talking at this like cool I feel like shit. we're like kicking it over here with your classmates, but just like also in a magical world. Yeah. Oh, I miss lab. I love the lab. One of your classmates uh, and peers did wave at us earlier, which was nice. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Jonah, apropos, are you wearing, uh, on your left wrist, a Timex Weekender? Wow, look at that good eye. That's the best watch in the world. That's also what I wear. It's so good. What a watch. Every Let's go back time to it has ever become relevant in the world, I have seen Joe go, is that a Timex Weekender? And, like... I'm not throwing shade about it because it's oh hilarious, but I want to point out that Joe cares about that watch so much that he forewent one of his other usual things whenever like somebody says hi, which is Joe says hi, regardless of who knows who Joe is. Yeah, for real. The Timex Weekender is a damn good watch. I'm surprised it's come up that often, I guess. I'm just excited to know more about the Joe hierarchy of responses. <laughs> <laughs> what tiers are we at right now? Well, Joe says hi is the baseline. Yes, that's that's obviously a standard. But we've only got two in reference to each other. What other um, Joeisms go into this? Right? <laughs> that's true. That's a discussion for later. Yeah, only time will yeah. tell. We certainly wouldn't want to see any programs cut. I feel like that would be counterintuitive to what we're trying to do, particularly in this hopefully new age of information. It sounds like you're inventing the internet. We, we are. Can we please invent the magic internet? Fantasy like, internet? Yeah. I don't know what device by which you access the fantasy interwebs, but... I On the fantasy computer. Obviously. Is, are only the legacies the ones putting it out? Uh, it would probably be the Keepers of Tradition. Keepers of Tradition. That's not very marketable. Yeah, basically, they're, they're, the, they're the Wikipedia of um, the cusp. <laughs> that is canon. Um, that I, is canon. That's, and Joe said it, that is and pretty so much canon. I'm going to hold him to it, but I'm also going to misinterpret what he thinks it means. Um, because <laughs> Wikipedia, <laughs> Wikipedia can be edited by anybody. So, that, <laughs> it is now canon that the More Keepers canon, of Tradition please. can be edited by anyone. Yeah, but it's very strictly sure. regulated. Yes. The moderators are yes. super tight. But I'm still here for this headcanon. Um... Uh, sorry, this real canon. More canon. Uh, this more canon, as it were. But anyway, sorry. I like that you're showing a little bit of tummy there, Steven. <laughs> There's some ASMR for you. Thank you. 